0: This is the episode where I pull back the curtain and I share the real story, the strategies that propelled us forward, the bold moves that we made, and yes, even those ventures that didn't quite pan out as planned. Welcome to the Freedom Found podcast, the podcast for copywriters and marketers with unruly against the grain life goals. I'm Crystal Church, copywriter and coach, and together we'll delve deep into everything it takes to grow a profitable, scalable, and fulfilling business from the ground up. Whether you're just starting out or about to hit your next big milestone, I'm bringing you the truth on both the trending and the timeless business growth strategies so you can live out a freedom-first, impactful life. Welcome to our community. Thank you for tuning in to the Freedom Found Podcast, where we believe that success is not random and with the right community and toolbox, anyone can create a life filled with generosity and impact. Now, as the year wraps up, it's time for our now-cherished Tradition, a candid look back at the past 12 months here at the Casey brand. This is the episode where I pull back the curtain and I share the real story, the strategies that propelled us forward, the bold moves that we made, and yes, even those ventures that didn't quite pan out as planned. So think of this as your insider guide to our year, the wins, the lessons, and everything in between. And whether you are a seasoned entrepreneur or just starting out, there's something for everyone in this episode. And my goal is for you to walk away with new insights, strategies that you can deploy, or shifts that you can take to help hit your next goals. So grab your favorite beverage, settle in, and let's dive into this journey of the past year, the triumphs, the stumbles, and the invaluable lessons that they brought us. So here is to heading into 2024, hopefully with some more wisdom and lessons under our belt to make us even more undeniable. Now, you know, before I get into anything at the beginning of the year, I start with vision planning. If you have been around here for a little while, you know I'm really big into imagining your big vision, really visualizing it in depth to your core into your bones and beyond, and then using that as your baseboard, your foundation to identify goals, identify strategies, and actually pull out the tangible things that are gonna help you achieve your vision and realize that future for yourself. If this is the first time you are tuning in, hello. I am usually here talking about strategies, tactics, and all of those things, but none of it matters if we don't have a vision of where we're going, if we don't have a purpose for the revenue that we're building if we don't have a vision for how we want to live our life. Otherwise, we're going through motions that at the end of the day aren't going to mean anything to us at some point. We have to add some sort of context, value, tether, or anchor to what we're doing, and that is your big vision. So I started this year out with a vision as well, and I usually look both for the next 12 months ahead. And then I look three to five years out. You know, where are we going shorter term? And I've got my consistent longer term vision that doesn't change as often, let's say 10 years out. I might tweak that here or there. But at the start of the year, I'm generally looking at the next 12 months and the next three to five years. Where do we want to be both in terms of the business, but where do Dale and I want to be in our lives? How do we want to be working? How do we want to be enjoying our lives? How do we want to be traveling? Where do we want to be living And really letting that vision be the compass and the North Star for the choices that we're making throughout the year. So big vision, then going into your hard goals and priorities. As I started this year, as per usual, Dale and I laid out our hard goals and priorities, both for the business and for us personally and professionally. What I'm going to do first is tell you what those goals were just as a quick overview. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk through each one, kind of tell you what we did that worked, what didn't work, because I find that that's often most important and most gate gatekeeping, uh, because people are afraid to share what didn't work. At the end of the day, I know that not everything that I'm going to be doing, not every strategy I deploy is going to result in what we're after. And that's actually a good thing because everything, if everything worked out, first of all, we'd have a lot more saturated market than we do. Second of all, every time something doesn't work out, I learn a lesson. It tells me, Was there something within that that did work? What was it about that thing that didn't work? And that gets me closer to the actual answer, the solution that will work. I hope that you can learn from both what worked, but also what didn't work. So take stock in that as well as we dig in. And then really just talking about some of the key lessons and takeaways from these things. Let's just get into it without further ado. I'm gonna outline for you first the hard goals, the top of mind things that we had on the list. Now, I have a very, very long list. I had to cull it down because otherwise this episode would go on and on and on. But now I've got, let's see, maybe eight or so different things that we're going to walk through. First, a goal of mine at the beginning of 2023 was to greatly reduce my one-to-one coaching time. All right, I'll get into why, but that was a huge goal. Then I also wanted to reduce my call load. So some of that was one-to-one coaching calls, but a lot of that was also team, those that we were hiring, investing in, and holy smokes, if you saw my Google calendar from 2022, I think you would get like some Zoom overload just from looking at how many Zoom calls I had. So I knew going into 2023, like I needed to drastically cut these calls and reduce my one-on-one coaching time as well. Then another goal was to simplify our offering and sales focus even more. And we started doing that in 2022, at kind of the end of 2022. So 2023 was our year of simplification. You've heard me talk about it a lot if you've been around. And if you haven't, I've got a lot of juicy stuff about how simplifying can help you grow. So that has been a huge lesson learned as well. And I'm going to dig into a lessons learned episode for you soon that you can Take those tangible pieces away, but this is just one of the golden nuggets that I can't stop talking about. Simplifying your offering will help you scale. Now, we also wanted to increase our profit margins and increase our revenue. So two goals there, because revenue... It's just one number, right? But you can have somebody with a million dollar business only taking home a hundred K, right? Is there a way that that million dollar business can take home 50%, 70%, 80% plus profit, right? So that, that's kind of the thinking there is really breaking down what are your numbers in terms of revenue generated and profit margin and how can we build that profit margin piece up? And and sometimes even without bringing the revenue piece up, but we had the goal this year to increase both. We'll talk about that. Increase marketing efforts was another big one with lots of sub goals there. One being to increase the podcast channel. So we'll talk about that as well. And then I really, really, really wanted to decrease the number of launches That I was doing and then on a more personal level take multiple vacations and generally just work fewer hours like I said these aren't all of the goals over the year but these are like some of the biggest ones so I wanted to share these with you and now that we've laid them all out I know they they sound pretty big especially knowing that there are others as well. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk you through how they played out in real life, the impact that these efforts had on the Casey brand and our growth this year. And I'm also going to share if I recommend that you focus on them as well or what I would do differently going forward. Let's talk about the first one, reducing my one-to-one coaching time. Now, if you work one-to-one with clients in either a coaching or consulting capacity, you might have experienced what it's like to have a very full calendar with calls back to back to back. Now I am someone who gives so much to every single client. Like I don't often toot my own horn, but one of the things I will say is like, I am 100% in if you are a client, I am there for you like 100%. I am just so invested in supporting you and your journey and that means that then because I give so much energy to every client and I think about them and their business more than just the time that I was in Voxer or on a call that that can start to be an additional weight. Like it is a lot to be so invested. And this is, I think a, a double layer too, because we're in a space as well where There are so many poor service providers out there. So for me, since I started my business, you would have seen me talk about white glove service and providing a really high caliber service to your clients from the beginning of my business when I was brand freaking new. And I have kept this as one of the core values in the Casey brand because there is so much, I'm just going to say, there's so much garbage out there, you guys, in terms of people making promises and then not delivering on the service that they're saying that they're going to give or not even really thinking about the client experience side of things. And so I want to make sure that I can give my all to everybody and give them a great experience. And, and I love that. And I love that there are those out there that are doing that as well. I'm not saying there aren't, but I'm saying that there is a lot of wild, wild west still going on out in the online space. I think that we need to raise the bar and raise the standard and that's what I'm here to do. So by the end of last year, by the end of 2022, I knew it wasn't long-term sustainable. I was having a lot of one-on-one calls regularly with coaching clients and then a lot of time in Voxer every single day, like hours and hours in Voxer answering questions and giving A lot of my thought process to being able to support them wholeheartedly. So I knew going into 2023 that I needed to restructure this. So one of the ways that I did this was by restructuring our core mastermind, Freedom Found Collective, which still has support and we still also have some one-to-one coaching as well. But I I really just restructured it and I'm going to actually talk about this in more detail in in a minute, but to give an even better, more in-depth level of support without all the pressure needing to be on me. And I think a lot of people think, well, that just means you can't do offer anything one-to-one anymore. And that's not true. I'm actually still offering and providing one-to-one inside the mastermind. We don't actually advertise it, but we surprise them with a lot of one-to-one stuff. And what I learned most about this is that there's an opportunity to step back and create something in a different way than you thought that you needed to do it. And that's a huge lesson for me in 2023. I thought things needed to look a certain way. And I thought this is how you do X or this is how you do Y. And this is across the board, not just in terms of like structuring an offer like this, but even in terms of, of marketing, of team structure. And I learned a lot of lessons that have been invaluable into how I'm running the business now and how it's going to impact the business in 2024 and beyond. I greatly reduce my one-on-one um, coaching time. I only have a handful of one-on-one coaching spots available now. And I, when I say handful, I mean handful. And that is it. Like doors are closed. Like I don't have the capacity because I want to support these women wholeheartedly. And that has just relieved hey, a lot of mental space. Um, but it's allowed me to be able to show up and support without stress and worry about needing to support somebody else. I can be there 100% for them. So I... 100% recommend if you are feeling any sort of nudge to pull back on some one-to-one, you think about how you can structure things differently. And it doesn't mean you necessarily have to get rid of your one-to-one coaching container. It doesn't necessarily have to mean you turn it in from one-to-one into group. There are a lot of different ways that you could do this that, you know, very specific to you and, and your current struggles and what you're wanting. But I just want you to know listen to that nudge because if you keep going into it, it'll prove to be unsustainable in the long long haul. So the second piece of this is reducing my call load in general. So both with those one-to-one um, coaching calls but then also with the team and other ways that I had to show up. And, you know, I was just getting burnt out last year with so many calls, sitting on Zoom forever. Oh, it was taking a toll. I wanted to see people face-to-face. If you listened to the last episode, about moving out of Mauritius. I talked about this a lot and I just wanted to be able to have a more personal connection outside of the screen and just be off of Zoom more often. So a lot of this came down to the next thing that I'm going to really get into, which is simplifying our offering, restructuring and providing a different level, a higher level of support that solved these two prior issues of the one on one coaching time and then also the call time. So let's just dig into that so that I can kind of reveal all and we can move on. A huge focus of 2023, I might actually say it was the primary focus of 2023, was A, to simplify our offering and then B, to simplify our sales focus, even more than we had already started to in 2022. At the end of 2022, I actually caught a lucrative program, Elevated Brand Accelerator. I turned it into a self-paced course that that could support people at a more reasonable cost, bring that investment down for people. And then that could free up my time to focus more so on our mastermind. And up until that point, FFC was a once a year container, open and closed car enrollment is once a year and then serving these women inside of it and then doing it all over the next year. So instead of continuing to do that, Dale and I really looked at What we were being asked to create, both from you, podcast listeners, email list, clients we were talking to, what we wanted to create and the capacity we had within the mastermind to restructure and support in a much deeper level and to a higher standard. So we took everything, which we had rave reviews from the first cohort, and we took everything from that and we basically just made it better. And we said, okay, how could we extend our support? How could we make it more holistic? How can we provide exactly what people are needing at each phase and a lot of 2023 was spent building this out and cultivating this new version of FFC. So at the start of the year we knew that this was going to be about an 18-month process or so to turn FFC into our primary offer on the education side of the business. So I'm not really talking about the KC studio here, our boutique copywriting agency. That's just continuing as per usual during this. But what I am talking about is the education side where we've had coaching programs, courses, resources for copywriters and other entrepreneurs that want to grow their business or their copywriting skills. Now I can say after 12 months of this, 11 months of this that we are still on track for that 18 month timeline but how we're getting there actually looks different to what we thought and we restructured it in a different way than we originally planned to primarily because we continue to both ask ourselves and ask our clients what they needed. One of the mistakes I think I made in the past was and maybe it wasn't a mistake because I needed to do it to learn the lesson but was making something because that was a structure everybody had out there right making a mastermind in that format that open close once a year this is it this is your cohort once a year because that's what people were doing and I think I needed to do that to realize there's so much more we could do there's so much better support there's so much more depth that we could get to with clients and When I realized that and Dale and I started digging into what we could do with the program, how we could structure it and how we could facilitate an even higher level of support for the copywriters inside of this, that just changed everything. I realized I'd been kind of just conforming instead of creating what actually was needed in the copywriting space. And... This is literally unlike any other program out there in the copywriting space. You know, there are masterminds out there. They are in no way structured the way that ours are provide the support that's inside of ours. And I know because I know people inside of them. And I know that this is just a different ball game, like 100% in terms of how we're supporting clients and like the specific tangible results and transformation that we're helping them with, which is scaling their copywriting business, taking, and this is, this isn't for beginner copywriters. You know, just to be clear, if you've not been around for a while, this program really is for that person making minimum, you know, 6K, 7K in their business upwards to 20, 25K. And they want to grow beyond that and they want to extend their monthly income by a very good amount and grow either an agency or a program or a course or a membership and really just design the lifestyle that they're wanting, you know, around the impact that they're creating as well. So this year, 2023, in terms of simplifying our offering meant we could not continue to focus on selling all of the things on the education side of the business. We just couldn't. And this has worked out tremendously well for us. You would have not seen me. I think I I did a Black Friday sale and pretty much the rest of the year, if I talked about edu stuff, it was for the Mastermind or a couple of one-on-one coaching spots here or there. The rest has literally just been for the Mastermind. In the years prior, you would have seen me marketing many different products, courses, masterclasses, you name it. Here's the thing: as great as they are, and you can go and purchase them on the website, and we've got funnels that we turned off, but we'll probably turn back on again. As great as it is to have, quote unquote, diversified revenue, which is what I thought that I needed, what I truly needed and what I believe you need as well is simplified revenue. Revenue coming from either one or two primary sources. So we've got the agency and the program, right? So we've got two, but you might just need one. One or two primary sources and bringing that with you along your scaling journey until you hit a certain mark. That might be a revenue mark. That might be a capacity mark. Depends on, you know, what you're growing. And then at that point, layering in the other offers that you're going to be selling in your offer suite or potentially literally just selling the same one thing. Because when you can do one thing really fucking well, you are going to grow. Like, that is it. If you just do one thing over and over and over and you are committed to adapting, to being flexible, to learning how to continue to grow, market, and sell it, well, how could you not succeed at that? But if you're trying to do that, I explained this to a a client the other day, actually. She she had a lot of things in her product suite and they were all great ideas. She's a great ideas person. But I said to her, look, <clears throat> you've essentially got four different businesses here with the types of, of of ideas and offers that you have, and they're all wonderful. But what's going to happen is they're each getting 25% of your mind. That's it. And what if you gave one of them 100%? What's that possibility looking like? And that realization... It's what's now given her the clarity to move forward in the right direction. And it's the same thing for you. If you are trying to sell so many things at once because you're seeing somebody else have a masterclass and a course and a program and an agency, let me tell you what, you do not know what it's like on the inside of their business. You do not know if it's a freaking shit show. And I can tell you that it is often a shit show if you have so many things going on. I can tell you from experience having to clean up lots of things, constantly refine how we're doing everything have messaging to different offers, like there are so many different facets of it, the most important thing that you can do is focus on one or two primary revenue generators. So knowing that, we spent this year really as a slingshot year for FFC. Dale and I spent so much time pulling back. We reorganized, restructured, and basically recreated Freedom Found Collective Mastermind into a more holistic one-stop shop support container for copywriters earning that six to 20k month mark and really looking to grow their business and some of the ways that we did that we did a lot of things and you know I don't want this episode to get too long but we brought in advisors to the program so this helped solve my problem of being on so many calls and me being the only person that could help them you know and I want to make sure that we can help everybody to an extremely high standard so I also wanted to bring in people that were experts in their zone because I'm not an expert at everything, right? So I brought in Mariella De La Mora. She is our mindset and leadership coach. And I brought in Dale Darby. He is our both for the KC business, our marketing and funnel specialist, and then also that advisor for the... FFC Mastermind, and he helps women build out funnels. He actually just did a surprise one-on-one with somebody mapping out their lead magnet and entry point for their next funnel that they're building. Now we've got this ecosystem of advisors. Then we're also building out our resources and our curriculum vault based on requests from what clients need to grab and go and be able to learn from and implement right now. So like the past few weeks, I've been creating a hiring and teams course based on requests from our current mastermind clients who are wanting to hire some more junior copywriters for their agency. So I'm walking through the whole process of how I do that, how to vet them, how to do test projects, how to make sure you're actually getting somebody who's good and you're not just looking at their portfolio work that was edited heavily by somebody else, right? Because let's say that happens, as happened to me. So we've basically restructured to support in just a way better way and to support multiple small group cohorts. You know me, I have also sat in rooms with a lot of freaking people in them, I think it's really hard to get personal individualized support. So we are bringing the best of both worlds together, this wider community that we're growing, but then also we're maintaining the small group high support system that we have because that's, I think, what has helped our clients just get such amazing results. So multiple small groups inside So you still get that dedicated like touch point, but then also have the ability to grow within a community. So when I say slingshot year, you'll see 2024, us develop and grow this community even more. That's all I can really like fit into this episode about the restructuring and the simplification right now. But there's so much more I could say on it. And I just want to encourage you if you feel like something needs to be simplified, if you have too many things going on. Girl, now is the freaking time. Make 2024 your breakout year. Simplify your offerings, simplify your focus of marketing, of sales, what you're known for, and support people in a specific way. And when you do that, you get really freaking good at it. When you try to do everything, you're jack of all trades. All right, moving on. Another goal we had was to increase profit margins and revenue. While we actually increased revenue by narrowing our sales focus to just a few things in the year, our profit margin actually stayed the same. And this was due to making some investments that we didn't plan for in the beginning of the year. If you look at the actual numbers, you'll see because our sales increased this year, We actually did take home, you know, more in profits, which is great, but that's only because the sales increased, right? But what we decided at a few points in the year was that we actually wanted to make some bigger investments in a few different things. So we invested in some expensive software, relaunching the website and other coaching that really impacted the profit margin goal. But what I will say on this front is this. If you are thinking about investments, I don't want you to just think about ROI in a few months. And I'm not saying to discredit that. That is important. So think about, you know, over the next six months, what kind of ROI can that bring to the business? But when we did this, I was looking at the cost of these investments. And Dale and I were willing to cut into our profit margin in 2023 because the investments themselves were longer term and they would bring an ROI over a greater period of time and in turn then bring more back to the business in 2024. So this is one of those things where you have to say, okay, you know, where, where are our numbers sitting right now? what's the kind of ROI that this can bring in both in the next six months, but then also in the next 12, 18, depending again on what the investment is and how is that gonna impact things? So that's really what we looked at to then make this decision and say, you know what, it's smarter for us to do this now and keep the same profit margins we had last year, which are still good profit margins and then focus on increasing profit margin next year so we can have more ROI coming in then. So- We are really prioritizing profit margins in 2024. You can already tell in this conversation alongside increased revenue. And you can do that when you have a scalable offer, one that you have now learned how to run it best, right? And how to keep a lean ship. And that's a huge learning lesson for me as well. Keeping everything lean and simplified as much as possible. And that's pretty much all I'll say in that. It's like, don't be afraid of making investments, but do the math, like run the numbers. I would never advise somebody to go into the hole for an investment. That's just not the way I operate. And I want you to make an investment that is both plausible from a numbers perspective for you, but then also something that that might stretch you. And some of the investments we made this year were a little bit scary, you know, and they have stretched us and they've helped us and they've they've taught us lessons and, and supported the growth of the brand and where we're going. All that said, I want you to consider what you're going to budget your investments at for 2024 and really think about giving yourself a block that might be unallocated. A lot of people will say, okay, well, I'm gonna invest this much in coaching and this much in new photography and, and they won't have any sort of like buffer let's say just uncategorized investment spend in their budget and that means that if something comes up that you need it's going to be coming out of what you thought would be profit so that would be my takeaway here is like give yourself maybe an unallocated budget and say this is miscellaneous I don't know what it's going to be for and I might not even spend it but it's there in case I need it. Moving on, another goal was to double down on marketing efforts. And this is really more about like visibility and up-leveling the brand. And you would have seen this at the beginning of the year. It was a lot of work. We made a whole new website. We rebranded new photography. This took many months to roll out. I would say four, five months to roll everything out at the beginning of the year from January onwards. And holy smokes, if we're talking about if things are worth it or not. 120 million percent worth it because here's the thing most of the time, when you get to the point of a rebrand, you already feel like you're an evolved, you know, point in your business or your personal self. And wish that everybody was caught up, wish that everybody already saw you as what you're feeling as yourself. This rebrand was long overdue and I was just so excited to get into the weeds with it, be working with our designer be able to work with the photographer on the vision and it all came to life if you haven't seen the new website go and check it out it is crystalchurch.com and not only is there fun coffee on there as well but you can see the images from our photographer she did just such an amazing job pulling this vision together and the beautiful design that my designer from studio crescent pulled together for us so new website branding and photography was the beginning of our new visual identity our marketing efforts and increasing our visibility in 2023 100 a big investment 100 freaking worth it that allowed us to be just seen and recognized as who we felt like we were or i'm saying we but as a brand who we were, but also just me as like the face of the brand, as a personal brand. So 100% worth it. I think it also helped us attach our messaging, our more elevated messaging and talking to people at a different stage in their journey to our visual identity as a company. And so it allowed us to attract higher paying, more seasoned entrepreneurs, both into the studio and then copywriters that we're working with now as well. So having the goal of getting more visible and doubling down on marketing efforts needs to have a purpose behind it, right? So for us this year, we wanted to just like evolve our identity and just start to get seen more, get out there and really just bring our marketing into a more narrow focus. One of the ways I wanted to do that was by making the podcast a primary marketing channel. So, and I say a, because it's like, you've got the podcast and email and Instagram. It used to be more like email and Instagram were our primary channels and you still see me showing up on Instagram regularly, but I didn't want Instagram to be a primary channel. I don't want to rely on that. I want the podcast to be an owned channel, just like email An owned channel can't be taken away from me that I can then foster a community around, you know, I just love pouring into these episodes, pulling back the curtain. This is my absolute like favorite way to create content. And then let that content be shared across these other platforms. And of course, contribute other content to them as well, but not need to be showing up on such a short-term basis all the time. So what I did was I doubled production in March and you would have seen me start to produce two weekly episodes. And that, if you have a podcast, you know, First of all, props to you. You know it is no small feat. This was my biggest goal and I really found my groove. And while it takes a lot more time every single month to do two episodes a week than one episode a week, and let me say it costs a lot more money to produce, to pay our editor, team to do show notes, et cetera, it is by far my favorite place to be. That and email to show up and to share this journey with you. That said, if you have been loving these episodes and you haven't left a review on Apple Podcasts yet or rated it on Spotify, that is the best way that you can support all the work that goes into producing this show for you. I greatly appreciate it. Like from the bottom of my freaking heart, appreciate it if you would pause this episode right now go and leave a review on Apple, rate it on Spotify, and come back and join me for the rest of this episode. It'll just take you one minute to do that. And it means so much to the growth of the show and it being put in the hands of more listeners or the earbuds of more listeners just like you who need to hear this message. So with the podcast, I really doubled down on production, spent a lot more time on it. And let me just say, my friend... It freaking paid off. And this is just a lesson in consistency and showing up. You know how people say, show up when nobody's watching and, you know, there are more eyeballs on you than you think. I've been saying this for years as well to my clients, but it's so hard to see until you're in it. If you saw my podcast graph, (laughs) there is like a an upward like bell freaking curve going on and... That goes from when I started it, like 2021 is when I started this podcast. We're about to hit 2024. I'm about to go into the fourth season. Season three for this podcast was a breakout year because I got more serious about it because some things also take time, but because I dedicated to showing up more and to promoting it more, to getting on more channels. So being seen, doing other podcast guesting, to focusing on bringing others back to this channel and just helping share this message and supportive content to help you grow your business and, you know, learn the copywriting or the business skills that you need As we look at the end of the year stats for the podcast, I'm just like over the moon. We have over 3x'd the downloads this year than past years, and monthly have 2 to 3x'd our listeners. And it has just been so worth it in all the effort that's gone into it. It's still, like I said, a lot of work to do, but whatever marketing channel you have, my recommendation is. Double down on that. Don't feel like you need to show up every freaking where. You need to have leads that you're nurturing and then bring them back to your email list. Like that is the goal. And when you master that, you can layer in other pieces. But it's a whole different conversation to talk about like how everybody says repurposing is so easy and and you should just be able to do that in a few minutes. At the end of the day, it actually takes a lot of intention to do that really well on different platforms and to make sure it's reflective of that platform's actual format. So- Double down on your freaking marketing efforts in 2024 if you want to get visible, if you want to expand your audience, if you want to potentially sell more of what you have on offer or launch something new, then make this a priority to get visible and get your marketing on freaking lock. Now, something that didn't majorly work was actually the marketing coordinator role we had on the team. And this was with a couple of different gals. And this was really because of... And and we brought in women who were great writers for this role, I will say. Great writers, very creative. However, having people come into the role, this is what precisely didn't work for me, was having people come in that didn't have the same knowledge base of copywriting and of the strategies and tactics I might be teaching about or talking about. And so there was so much education in terms of having to teach them about the topic for them to create the content that it took. Too much of my time to need to review. And I never even got to a point where I could review all of it and be able to put that out into the world in a way that was reflective of our consumer sophistication because you're, you're a a smart freaking copywriter or entrepreneur listening to this podcast. I want to be able to bring things to you that are new, different ideas, innovative, get your mind thinking. So, at the end of the day, I've realized I don't actually think that this is saving me time. I think it's the same amount of time or more time. I would actually say it's probably more time than us doing it in-house and Dale and I doing this together and, of course, letting the podcast be an anchor point of content that then we can pull from and then we can add to. So if you were thinking about hiring somebody for marketing, there are definitely a lot of great possibilities in doing this. There are different ways I would do it in the future, potentially hiring somebody as a full-time marketing role that could really dig into the weeds and, and somebody who had experience and knew about the copywriting world. I think that would be potentially good or potentially having an agency with some sort of similar background as well. This isn't off the table for us in the future, but I found that actually right now running the leaner team was way, way, way better way better in terms of uh, our production, how we could get things done, profit margins. My time, again, not having to be on so many calls, not having to be reviewing so much stuff. So there were a lot of wins to this decision. And it's funny because I actually, in the beginning, I thought it wasn't a good thing. I was like, oh, but we need to have somebody. And it really just challenged my frame of mind, my thought process behind what does a team need to look like? Who do I need to have on the team? There were a lot of... Realizations that I had in this journey that wait a second, there are some roles we definitely don't need here. And this is side tangent. We actually restructured like the entire team. It was the best freaking decision. It has been so much better. I have so much more of my time back and we had roles that were necessary when we hired them, it got us through certain seasons, but they really just didn't make sense going forward or certain people in the roles that didn't make sense going forward. And so while it's a really hard decision, I feel so dedicated to those that we're helping support. At the end of the day, it was honestly the best thing to happen. The absolute best. A couple more thoughts on marketing because I know this is usually so top of mind for you as you grow your client base and move forward. One of the other things was I wanted to increase our level of visibility and that was primarily done this year by more podcast guesting in the second half of the year. So Q3 and Q4 this year, I've done a lot more guesting. And then you would have also seen the second annual collection giveaway event. So last year I hosted, organized and facilitated this event that was open to supporting a range of online entrepreneurs and their needs. This was a giveaway with really high caliber collaborators who came in to give away a core product of theirs, something really valuable. We were not giving away freebies, we were giving away masterclasses, courses, things in the hundreds of value. And this year, I narrowed down our audience and our event promise to help copywriters growing and scaling their business. We brought in, my goodness, some of the best copywriters in the industry to teach on their zone of genius and give away a core product inside of the copywriter collection giveaway. This was the most freaking fun I think I had all year. And the responses I got to it, we had thousands of people participate. It was just incredible. And the, the caliber of collaborators that came inside and joined us, including Justin Blackman, who did a bespoke training. For our event attendees, uh, we had other great copywriters and humans sharing their resources like Sage Polaris, Lindsay Hotmeyer, Brittany McBean. Last year we had Chanty Zach, like we, among so many others, we just had such a high tier of Experienced copywriters in the room sharing their expertise. And that's what this was all about. So we had thousands of people come and participate in this giveaway event. And then so many also come and attend the masterclass. I put on a, a masterclass for this. It's now a paid product. So I'm not joking when I say we literally bring the value. And I just had so much fun. It also greatly helped us grow our email list, our client base. And we closed lots of great clients from this event and just like more collaboration opportunities opportunities and make friends with other people that both attended and then collaborated in this. So if you did not attend the copywriter collection event, I call it the speakeasy because you won't know when it's coming. And if you are lucky enough, you will be following one of the copywriters guaranteed to find it if you're following me, but if you're following somebody else, you may or may not see it and you will then get the link to the speakeasy page to go and get literally thousands of dollars worth of these copywriting resources and activities. And it is just next level. If you did not attend this year, do not fret because I'm going to do it again next year. I'm not going to tell you when. I'm not going to tell you who's going to be involved. If you want to know about it, you need to be on my email list and, or following me on IG, but the email list is definitely going to hear about it. And This is like a two to four day event. That's it. Doors open, doors closed. People were emailing me for like weeks afterwards saying, I miss this. Can I get inside? I was like, no, literally... We only have access for these days and I don't even have access to anybody's stuff anymore. This is going to be huge for next year. Lesson takeaway from this, what worked was just doing something different, taking a different spin on it. A lot of people saying giveaways are dead. Um, 100% not. I can tell you tens of thousands of dollars in revenue came in just from doing this giveaway and because those people turned into clients and it's because we approach it in a different way, very value-first perspective. And this isn't just about go do a giveaway next year. I don't necessarily think that that's what you need to do. What I'm saying is think about what you're doing and doing it better, doing it differently, standing out. Like, what is everybody else doing? And do something different. Do not do the same thing. We did not run a giveaway in the same way. We did not run an event in the same way that anybody else was doing it. I created a totally new way of doing it, Right. And, and these weren't like original, like ideas. It's not like everything inside of it was like never heard of before, but it's the way that I structured it and facilitated it and promoted it that was different. Just go do something different. Get yourself out there and, and, and just don't be afraid to make a room, right? You don't necessarily need to wait for people to invite you into a room if you can make the room yourself, right? I've I've said that from day one in my business. And when you make rooms, then you get invited into rooms. Let me just tell you, okay? So make your room how you want to show up, how you want to grow your email list, how you want to be visible, whatever that looks like to you, and collaborate with people that you want to collaborate with. It's like the most fun for me to be able to build relationships with people in this way. So that was a really great marketing move, a visibility move. And then, of course, we also launched the Copy Classroom Newsletter, which has just been a huge hit. And this was Dale's idea. I cannot take credit for this. This is where we literally will audit your copy. We provide a weekly newsletter. We're either auditing and giving suggestions on actual sales pages, websites, headings, you name it, or we're doing some sort of copy education and sending that out. This is just my new favorite thing. 100% if you are not on this it's probably the best copy education newsletter out there go and get on it you can go to crystalchurch.com forward slash copy classroom and or just click the link in the show notes and you can go and join now let's dig into something else so one of my main goals launch wise was to decrease them 2022 I did a lot of launches Whew, very tired lots of energy <laughs> that's the cliff notes version 2023, I really didn't wanna do many launches and I would say this was a total success. We just did one launch throughout the year and that felt really freaking good. Just one launch meant that I got to have a season of launch, which I do like launching depending on what that scope looks like, but it can be really tiring and exhausting if you're doing launch, launch, launch. So we did one launch and I've got positive and negatives here for you. And I hope that this is something that you just listen so closely to because, especially if you had a hard time in your business in 2023, like so many people did, this is essential. Now, with this one, I just want to say it. It was such a positive was doing the just one big launch this year. Some of the negatives were also doing a big launch, but a positive was doing the one big launch. It did bring in clients into the mastermind and just helped cultivate community more. I just love it when everybody comes to our events and I get to connect with them. So that just so, so positive for us. But now I want to get to the negatives because this is what I think is going to be most useful for you. The method for me of one-time annual launching now doesn't fit in with our new goal to grow the mastermind community in our small group cohorts of female copywriters, right? So what we've started working on this year, you'll see more of it in 2024, is this on and off evergreen enrollment. So it's gonna open and close at certain times throughout the year, but on a much like more low key scale, less pressure. So maybe this should actually be listed as a positive, but then the negative is that It doesn't exactly work to continue doing what we did in the past. Could be negative, could be positive, right? But the main negatives I think that'll be so useful for you to know are around how we found the messaging to work, how we found like sales results. And what I realized was the same messaging that worked in 2022 did not work as well as 2023. It worked but not as well as 2023. We had to work a lot harder for the messaging to work. We had to do a lot more explaining, like get into the depths with it. We had to try different things. We realized that like rinsing and repeating the same thing from 2022 and wondering why you weren't getting the same results, like it it just... It just means it's time to adapt, right? And so that's what we did. So we started experimenting in the process of doing the launch and afterward, experimenting with keywords that really magnetize our audience, speak to them, that call in your most ideal customers. You know, and this is something that has taken a lot of time in thinking about and really analyzing. And I think the good businesses are always iterating, so always making sure that they're adapting before things are too far forward changing, right? So adapt your messaging before the cheese is missing altogether. If you haven't read the book, Who Moved My Cheese or something like that, go and listen to that short story. And essentially means you need to be flexible. You need to adapt before you are forced to adapt or you don't survive, right? So as we started to adapt messaging and really kind of noticing, okay, this is like hitting a little bit differently this year. Then we started to see more results coming in. So, A big, big, big lesson here was like we had to be more proactive than reactive. So that's what I encourage for you. And that's allowed us then to be able to support more in this like evergreen model going forwards because we can continually adapt our messaging and try it out and not necessarily need to be on this 12 to 16 week ramp up launch window all the time. It allows us to just be more adaptive in real time. So if you've got launches coming up or you're going to put an offer evergreen with paid ads, start now by identifying what messaging is going to speak, like what's actually hitting with your audience. Do that before you put money behind it, before you put a, you know, a big launch and all your revenue um, goal is based off of that launch. Start seeing like, and I'm talking on a very small scale. What literal words or phrases are your customers perking up to? What are they responding to? What are they talking back to? Use that to inform the key messages for your sales content. Do that and yeah, you will be golden. All right. Another thing that worked and has always been a really important part of how I run my business is cultivating great connections with people. So networking, supporting others, especially without any expectation of reciprocation, right? Like leaning just more into being there for somebody to be there from somebody, not to see where the relationship goes. And so that was really important to me just to start to connect with people again. Sometimes that did turn into bringing in revenue, but more so it was about like the friendships and collaboration and just allowed me to feel this connection on a deeper, deeper scale. Now, before we wrap this up, I want to share two personal things that really worked this year. If you do not have these on your list already, if you've not even tackled them yet, I actually want you to start here. Forget the strategy. Forget everything else I've shared. I want you to start here for 2024. The first is I had on my goal list to take multiple vacations. I would say this was a win, win, win for me. And for you, I want you to go and put this shit on your calendar right now for 2024. Right now. Because a lot of times, if it's not on your calendar, you don't end up taking it. Right? Or you'll say, and, and this is what I would have done throughout the year. If it was not on my calendar, I would have been like, Oh, I'm too busy. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, for this, that, and the other reason, we have these projects. We have these clients. Like, I can't take this time off right now. I wouldn't have made it happen. When it's on the calendar, you make it happen. You work around it. You plan ahead. And that's a huge win. So I put time off on of my calendar a long time ago and Also, there were times that I needed to take surprise time off on the calendar. I didn't know, you know, and go to the UK for a family emergency and things like that. And so having flexibility on your calendar before you actually need it is it'll make you A, be able to take it and B, be able to prep for it. Go put it on your calendar. I actually have our holidays outlined for next year. And. I don't know all of the dates, but I can roughly say I want to take a holiday over this month or over this month, and then I can adjust it if I need to in the future. But otherwise, that's what I'm booking my holiday for, right? So go put that on now. We went to some pretty great places this year. We did a whole road trip. We went back to the U.S. We road tripped around Yellowstone. We went to Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, Grand Teton National Park, like Oregon. It it was just incredible. So we did a month long road trip in the US. That was so, so, so special. We got to go visit family, spend time with my niece, just reconnect back home. I think reconnection is a theme of this year and probably next year as well. So then now we're actually going to be flying off to reunion Island in a few days, and we are going to be just exploring the volcanic peaks on top of this beautiful French Island out here near Madagascar. And we also went to the UK and next year we've already got several big things planned. So plan out your trips ahead of time. And the last piece with that, that personal piece is just establishing what are your boundaries going to be. I went into 2023 saying I wanted fewer calls and, I put those boundaries up and there were a lot of opportunities for me to take on more clients if I wanted to, that would have crept into that, that boundary of mine. And I had to hold firm in what I set out for myself. And I can just say that that resulted in so much clean mental space for me. It just took a lot of the time spent on the computer away. It really just helped me Feel like I had more of my own creative time back to pour back into mostly our mastermind community and our studio projects. And it it just, I can't even put into words how helpful it was for me to just have a boundary outlined. So whatever that boundary is for you, have it outlined and stick to it. And I hope that this episode and me sharing some of the things that we went through, I know we talked about everything from teams to marketing to offers today. I hope that this insight Helps, I hope you've got a few nuggets to walk away with and really think about, okay, what is it that you can do now to prep for 2024? Make your goals, look at that vision, make your goals and start thinking, how am I actually gonna stay consistent, show up and do the damn thing? And if you are a copywriter who wants help doing that, who wants help scaling your copywriting business, if you are earning between 70 and 200K a year in your business and you want to grow that further, then send me a DM on Instagram with the word scaling. And I will give you some info on this cohort I'm putting together for the Mastermind small group so that you can scale your business in an aligned way and create a freedom first lifestyle. So if that's you. Go send me the word scaling and I will see you on the next episode. From the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for being a part of this growing community. If you enjoyed listening to this free episode, the most impactful thing you can help us do is head over to leave a review or forward this episode to a copywriter or entrepreneur friend who you know would head not along to today's conversation and use the key takeaways to create more growth in their own business. Thank you for your support and catch you next time.